Hello and welcome back to I Care Outreach Movie Through Podcast Series. We are so grateful for your commitment and continued support through these summer months. Once again, Pastor Rob Turner, educator and founder of I Care Outreach, located in downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut, will continue his series titled Restorative Authority, extracting from the Old Testament book of Nehemiah. Pastor Rob, ask us the question, what happens in community when we are challenged to fully rely on God's directions and order and listen to his voice? Let's listen. Hi, I'm Robert Turner. Thank you for joining with us. In our times together, we have been sharing messages with nuggets of truth on moving through life. We continue with part five of our Moving Through podcast series, extracting from the book of Nehemiah on the topic of restorative authority. We're witnessing all levels of chaos and brokenness stemming from self-induced sins and actions. These sins are community sins impacting present-day society. Our present-day times mirror the Old Testament days when God allowed his people to be taken into captivity because of their disobedience to him. And in our Jerusalem, we find broken people contributing to broken systems. The book of Nehemiah is designed to teach us that only with God's help can we recover from the damage and ruin of the past. In the sacred writings found in Ezra and Nehemiah, we can see that the rebuilding and reconstruction pictures for us steps to recover personally. In an individual's life, the rebuilding of the walls is a picture of reestablishing the strength of a person's life and life within community. Even though there is an ongoing opposition from the enemy of God who is always at work to disarm and alarm us from taking right actions in our God-assigned restorative responsibilities. You know, Nehemiah had a heartfelt lament and sorrow over the damaged walls and ruined gates of the capital city of his country. He knew it was a work of restoration that could only be achieved under God's directions. We can clearly observe his honest confrontation of the magnitude of his task with careful survey evaluating the needed repairs of the walls and the gates. He had conviction, despite all opposition, to his organizing and sharing the labor of this great project. You see, we are challenged to rely on God's direction and listen to him as we are moving through. Many are trusting and relying on the human government 
and rules of order rather than the Spirit of Christ. Though Nehemiah had an important office in the king's court as the king's cupbearer, his heart was with God and his people in Jerusalem. Let's examine God's order of restorative authority. Well, in Ezra, Ezra emphasis is upon the rebuilding of the temple. In Nehemiah, emphasis is upon the rebuilding of the walls of the city of Jerusalem after the temple is built. In Ezra, we note the religious aspect of the return. In Nehemiah, there is the political aspect of the return. The book of Nehemiah shows what enemies Israel had and what opposition they met. It is a classic example of what must be expected when any work of God is started. I believe it teaches us how God would restore for his church the faith that protects and gives victory over the enemy and what can be accomplished if we have a Christ-centered mind to work. Chapter 4, verse 6, informs us that the people had a mind to work. The enemy opposed and sought to hinder and create fear in the heart of the remnant. Nehemiah led them to walk in the fear of the Lord, as chapter 5, verse 9 says. He led them, Nehemiah led them to walk in the fear of the Lord. And with this willingness to work and a determination to set the things of God in order, they overcame and finished the assigned work of their hands. In the last podcast, we mentioned the ten gates in the rebuilding of the walls. The gates throughout chapter 3 are mentioned in a counterclockwise listing because they began at the northeast corner of the city and moved in a counterclockwise direction. Each gate had its own practical function and spiritual significance. In reviewing these gates, in the counterclockwise order, let's examine their spiritual significance for us today. Well, the Sheep Gate was the first gate to be restored, rebuilt by the high priest and his fellow priests. This gate was where the sheep entered that were to be sacrificed in the temple. It speaks to us of Christ as the Lamb of God, the cross. Next was the fish gate. And it speaks to us of our need to immediately become fishers of men. Next, the old gate. And it speaks to us of the old paths and the God ways wherein we should walk and find rest to our souls. Next, the valley gate speaks to us humility and trials 
a willingness to take a lowly place in Christ's service. Next, the dung gate through which the filth of the city was carried speaks to us of the need to keep ourselves cleansed from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. The gate of the fountain speaks to us of our being filled with the Holy Spirit. The water gate speaks to us of our constant need of the water of the word. And next to it, the horse gate. Well, the horse is a symbol of war. And this gate speaks to us of our need to be good soldiers of Christ and to fight the good fight. The east gate speaks to us of Christ's return. As the bright morning star, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, coming for his own. And regarding the gate, Mishkot, this gate means assignment or appointment in a designated spot. It could have been the gate where the elders of the city sat in judgment upon matters. Well, it speaks to us of two assignments or appointments for the believer. One at the judgment seat of Christ, found in 2 Corinthians 5.10, and the other to reign with him upon the earth, Revelations 5. Verse 10, it is interesting to note in repairing the gate Mifkot and its section of the wall to the corner that we come back to the sheep gate. Since the sheep gate stands for the cross, God wants us as believers to never forget that we were once purged from our old sins, sinners Saved by his grace, 2 Peter 1.9. The completion of the wall in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 16 may typify the victory that comes when we submit ourselves to God. Nehemiah's prayer life and the rebuilding of the city wall reveals the need to constantly seek God from start to finish in everything we are assigned by him. Nehemiah in chapter 1, verse 4, he began his work in prayer. In chapter 4, verse 9, we find he continued his work in prayer. In chapter 13, verse 31, we read that he did not cease to pray at the end of his work. Chapter 6, verses 15 to 16 reads, the wall was finally finished in 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. The opposition that Sanballat and Tobiah gave to Nehemiah and the people of God may typify the devil's active opposition to anything that is of God. 1 Peter 5.8 So they, the priests, and the people repaired and built the wall 
walls and gates and join together as community with one mind. They realize that this work had to have been done with the help of God. We must examine ourselves. Are we listening to God's counsel in these times? We can find ourselves overreacting to the spirit of darkness rather than yielding to God's voice through prayer and repentance. The breaches and cracks are exposed. And we all have a part, that is, a work to engage in repairing the gates and walls in these critical days. And it is a right now time for each of us to do our part despite the evil one. Nehemiah prayerfully took intentional action-oriented steps under God's restorative authority to execute the repair and rebuilding in Jerusalem, engaging the lives of people. Remember, restorative is an adjectival word defined as having the ability to restore health, strength, feeling of well-being. The verb restore means to bring back, to reinstate. And the word authority speaks of the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. The Lord desires to rebuild where he has placed us to live sacrificially. The Lord's eyes are searching for his people to turn to him to join him in his restorative work. Taking right actions in our God-given restorative assignments can only be accomplished through the restorative authority given through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your spirit. You have shown us that we have restorative assignments in a time such as this. And you are clear, you've made it very clear that we can only do it under the restorative authority, your restorative authority, the restorative authority through Christ Jesus. And apart from our yielding and humbling ourselves, under your mighty hand we will be dormant so I pray Lord for rising up in these times and that we engage with one mind to do the work that you've called us to do in a time such as this we thank you we ask for forgiveness of our sins and strength Jesus' name. Amen.